Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilettante Ball. I'm Johnny. I'm Spencer. Here on Dilettante Ball, we go on Wikipedia. No, we don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were zoning, we, dude. We go on FridayNightLights.Fandom.com. We click <laughs> random article. And we talk about it. I got good news for you, Johnny. I got two pieces of good news. One is we're halfway through this year. You can go back to oh your normal phrase soon enough. Uh, the second piece of good news I have is we have a, a five-star iTunes review, and I think that's oh, very nice. That is nice. It is nice. It's from our friend uh, Sven Mango. Okay. And, that, and that's got to be an alias. I, I think that's the real name. Uh, <laughs> just them at the airport, like, um, paging passenger Mango. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it'd be funny <laughs> to hear that. It was awesome. I think it's funny to have, like... Um, you and I have talked about this, like made up names, like normal first name, noun, last name. Mm. Um, the the go to example I have is from a, a, a parody wrestling show called um, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. There's a newscaster named Lance Catamaran. I think that's <laughs> played by John Cena. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, or it's it's it, that feels like a like a sportscaster or like a weatherman thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to come up with with. with I'm not going to try to come up with more examples because mm. Lance Catamaran is as funny as it gets. Yep. So here's what here's what Sven Mango says. This is the title of of their uh, review. The title says, "I can now very quickly spell dilettante." And the the body of their review says, "This is the best 100 deeds for Aiden McDowd podcast I've ever heard." Of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's very funny. And I'm glad someone's called us out for the ridiculous number of times we reference 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Oh, my which God. My, no one I know knows about that show because it was on for like... We've probably not. referenced it more times than they had episodes. That's got to be certain. I Man, I wish, I wish they would have made 100 episodes, you know? Does he do it in the end? I truly don't know where he does it. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I hope I hope they do. I seem to recall the episode. It, it would be maybe I'm mistaken, but like the episode would be like deed twenty seven, you know, and then the next episode would be like you know deed forty eight or so. I think they kind of jumped. Around oh, so maybe. they. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. So, I don't, you know what? Uh, I really want to look up now. You can't. Out. I know we can't. It sucks. I want to know so bad if he ever turned back into. Was he a thief? I in my head he was a boy, but that seems cruel. Right. If he was a boy, then what was he doing? Did he like yell at a dog? <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what was the impetus? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was none. Maybe it's like um, mm. the Metamorphosis, the uh, the Kafka book, mm. where it's just like Gregor woke now. up and yeah, Gregor woke up and he had to do a hundred good deeds to, to <laughs> bring a bug. 
<laughs> you know, some people say you can't improve on classics, but I disagree. It would be so hard to do good deeds as a giant bug, huh? It really would be. What could you even do? Like, you try to help, like, an old lady across the street, and she'd, like, hit you with her purse. Yeah, she'd step on you with her, her giant shoe. What if... Is there anything you could do? What could you do? What's a good deed you could do as a bug? These are for all our eat, bug listeners out there. Eat, eat. other bugs? I, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Yeah, kill other bugs. How, how crazy is that? That's the best thing you can do. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, it. Maybe you could, like, transport groceries, like, on your back. Can okay. You, can you fly? Gregor, Samsa? I don't know if they ever talk about it. Yeah. I know you could crawl on the ceiling and stuff. Mm. Maybe he could change the light bulbs for people. But could he grab them with his little... Freak. You're right. I don't know. I know at one point his, his father threw an apple at him and it stuck in his, his carapace. Mm, yeah. So maybe, maybe his his father could throw a light bulb at him real hard so it's sticking his carapace. And then he just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he puts his back up to the... Yeah. <clears throat> You'd be That's, called like yeah, Samsa, Samsa and Sons electricity. I forgot about the Apple thing, and that's really sad. It is really sad. I'll never, I'll never forget it. Um, do you want to get an article? Yeah, I guess I don't really want to talk about apples anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Don't go. Okay. Don't go. Okay. is the 10th episode of season 5 and the 73rd overall episode of Friday Night Lights. It aired on January 19th, 2011. 2011? That feels pretty late. Imagine making 73 episodes of anything. Like a they couldn't. E- <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even get to... I mean, they couldn't get to 100 episodes for Eddie, you know? Right, you're right, man. And that's like... You have to, and they couldn't. It's it's a pretty, it's a pretty audacious. It might premise. as well be called like, the, what if the show is just called "This Show Will Have a Hundred Episodes"? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like each episode is just like the title of the episode would be like one, two, three. What if could there be a TV show where it was? It's called it's called something to that effect. Like this show has a hundred episodes. But each episode, the the chronological chronological release is not in order, you know. So you'd have like episode one might be like <clears throat> episode four. So so it'd be it'd be like twenty four, but the first yes. episode, Jack Bauer's like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then episode two would be like, "Hey, let me get two hot dogs for lunch." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's twenty-four hours, just non-consecutive. It'd be twenty-four hours parentheses <laughs> non-consecutive. But the show wasn't called twenty-four hours. You know, Jack Bauer's um, the only secret agent to um, to uh, hold uh, twenty-four non-consecutive hours. What are you saying? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got those jokes spaghetti at the joke wall and see what what joke sticks. Yeah, I feel you on that one. 
Sometimes um, you just got to throw a joke apple at the joke uh, giant bug that's your son. <laughs> Uh, my dad was was had the box box sets of twenty four, mm. so I guess you could kind of do it like, what if what if there was a show where it the whole show happened in reverse, you know, like not in not in re, not like let's say it was twenty four, the first episode would be the last episode. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so <clears throat> Seinfeld did an episode like that. I thought so. Okay, it's very fun. Um, basically it's, it starts at the end and then it's just like one hour earlier and it keeps like doing Uh, that. Yeah. Something like that. I I think think it would, I think as one episode of a TV show, it's like a fun little challenge for you. Yeah. But as a whole TV show, that would be so hard. I think you could do it like, cause I mean, lost might've might as well have been that. You know, so like, I don't think it's that far off from just being lost. Because mm. it'd be like, all right, we like, here's this mystery. And then you'd figure out the answer to the mystery. But then that answer would give you another mystery, you know, like, so mm. I think you, as long as it had, you could just, as long as you kept setting up dominoes for yourself for the next, you know, reveal or whatever, I think you could do it. But reverse dominoes. Reverse dominoes. Yeah. Amadobs. <laughs> Omnidoms. Yep. Omnidoms. Omnibombs. Omni. Omni mods. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna try to make a Fifty Shades of Grey joke about what an Omnidom was, but I don't really want to do that. Okay. Thanks, man. My Dana has a book. Okay. It's called. It's called, <laughs> called Grey. Do you know what it is? No. I. I haven't delved into it yet, but it the cover tells me that it is Fifty Shades of Grey from the point of view of Dorian Gray or whatever the fuck his name was. Jack Dorsey. What was his name? Christian Gray? Christian Gray. The father. Uh yeah, it's from his perspective. It's the it's the same book or whatever, but from his deal. Is it written by the Yeah, it's written by E. L. Fudge or whatever her name her name was. Um <laughs> That's that's so interesting because um, Stephanie Meyer, Meyer, yeah. Myers, is releasing a Twilight book from Edward's perspective. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That'd be fun because at one point he just disappears. So I'd be like, where'd he go? You know? That is fun. fun. Yeah. Maybe he just like, what do you think? He went camping maybe? He learned to jet ski probably. He learned. <laughs> This is on a, a six-week intensive jet ski class. <laughs> Do you have to learn how to jet ski? It's probably pretty easy, yeah. huh? No, you have to learn. I mean, there's like jumps and shit you have to learn. You can't fall off. You know, like a motorcycle a you have ski? to balance, but a jet ski you don't. There's there's less balancing for sure. You could... Could you... I don't know. I don't know. Can you? you if you were taking a real tight turn, I bet you could fall. If you're, being, if you're like horse playing. Oh, well, yeah. You don't want to put a horse on a jet ski. That's a recipe no. for trouble. That is a recipe for trouble. Um, what is there any animal that could go on a jet ski that like a dog? I bet. No, it wouldn't a do, dog. Imagine a chimpanzee driving a fucking jet ski around little chimpanzee about, life jacket on. How about this? An iguana. Does the iguana have little sunglasses? I'm yeah, of sure course. Okay. Fuck. Little sunglasses and also like swim trunks. 
that sounds awesome. I love that. <laughs> it, it's is he driving it or is just it's it's the jet ski's going. We don't know what's happening, but the jet ski is certainly going, and the guano is certainly on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and he's wearing a life vest too. I think that's good. No, he doesn't. I don't think they need them. I think iguanas are, are aquatic, right? I mean, I can or swim, but I would still wear one if I'm on a jet ski because I'm safe. That's I'm true. Responsible. The more you know. This is a very special episode of Dilettante Ball where we learn about water safety. <laughs> um, I've been watching some House Hunters recently, um, just because it's a show on Hulu and it's easy to just have yeah. on. And international or domestic? Domestic for now. Okay. I don't want to get too crazy yet. Um, and. I would say every four episodes, there's a, f- a family or a family to be uh, that'll be like, and we, we don't want a pool because we like we're worried for our kids or whatever. And and I had the thought, like, you would never see a, a couple on that show who's from Florida who would ever say, we no, don't want a pool. That's like the you know what the you know what the fix is? You teach your kids how to swim. <laughs> like no I don't want to I don't want to uh, I want this house no fireplace no oven uh, no microwave no like I don't want to be able to clean it uh, no stairs uh, only no furniture carpet. right right like what, what do you want no bathtub I don't, just like let's be realistic here people can I can I let you in on something that I learned about house uh-huh. hunters tell me a good portion of the time, I don't know if it's all the time, but a, a, a lot of the time, um, it's filmed after they have already moved in. Really? And it's all it's all fake. So they're, they're, the one house is the one that they chose, and then the right. other two are just like other houses. And sure. that is why they're, at least one of the houses that they visit is often furnished. Right. And you will often see that furniture still there. Whoa, weird. Yeah. I, wa- I knew there must have been something to it because, like, I obviously, it would be insane if they were like, all right, we're going to buy a house. And whatever the first three houses the realtor shows us, we have to choose one. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, obviously, I knew something was up there. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder if if you go in and watch the show if they are overwhelmingly positive about the house they end up choosing and mm. disproportionately negative about the ones they, cause they're like, I don't care. I don't fucking live here. What if they're like, Oh no, I really like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Henry, we've made a mistake. <laughs> Henry, we, we, at the end of this, we will have made a mistake. <laughs> Something tells me. I have a terrible, terrible thought. Um, and it's weird how like the show will just have wildly different like price ranges. So like one episode it'll be like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm a I'm a doctor. My my wife's a um, you know attorney, and our budget's you know whatever. And we're trying to find a house in Atlanta, and it's five hundred fifty thousand dollars as our budget. I'm like, cool, sweet. And next one will be like, hey, uh, me and my wife. Uh, or unemployed or whatever <laughs> it wouldn't be that <laughs> and like our budget's 175 and then the next episode would be like hey we're fucking rich and our budget's one and a half million yeah it's and then absolutely the, all over the place the broker will like show him a house and be like okay cool I know your budget's one and a half million but this house is 
well, 1.8 million. And they're like, okay, it's a little over budget. And it's like, motherfucker, you're a house over budget. <laughs> That's one full house. <laughs> it's an Uncle Jesse. It's a Joey. It's a Danny Tanner. Exactly. Over budget. Cut it out. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> and like, sometimes they'll just come in and just like, they'll have weird. There was one episode I watched where this guy was like, gotta have room for my fan. And that was like the only thing he cared about. He just wanted to install a big ass fucking ceiling fan. And so they'd go to see houses and they'd be like, cool, here's the kitchen, da da da. And here's the great room. And the wife would be like, oh, this would be perfect for Dale's fan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then like they chose the they chose the house. And you know, at the end of the show, they show like, okay, cool, it's four weeks later, we moved in, and here's what we did to it or whatever. And it cuts to Dale and he's like, and you know what? I got an even bigger fan. Like, <laughs> wait, is that a real example? Yes, that's real. Oh my that god, was not for comedy. Because, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'd be like, you know, a lot of times I'd be like, it tends to be the wife will want like a certain kind of kitchen with like white cabinets or whatever, or the guy will want like some kind a of man cave, stupid, literally a man cave. Yeah, uh huh. But every once in a while, I'd be like, I need a fan. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Wild. Such a hyper specific need. I like to keep a windy house. You right. Like I couldn't even understand it. And like their budget was like really high too, so it was like, what kind of fucking weird fan pervert is this guy? Like, what are you doing? Was it just the one fan in the one room, or did he want every room he, to have he a fan? One big fan. <laughs> yeah, dude. And there was like <sighs> one there was one couple where ah, fuck what was it? What did they say? They, oh, what was it? There was something weird where, like, they thought, oh, this is what it was. A living room was a waste of space, so they wanted a house that didn't have, like, a living room. <laughs> it was such a specific need. What, where will they? I don't know. It's just wild. Like, every other episode would be like, what is this couple? Like, there was one couple that was, like, had a huge budget trying to find a house in California, like, some Mediterranean-style-ass house. And and they every single thing was like everything that every other episode were B pluses were negatives for them. They like walk in and be like, mm, I don't like these hardwood floors. Oh yeah, like oh, this fireplace is everywhere. Like <laughs> it's just like it was everything that was awesome they hated. <laughs> it was wild, man. But it was like, well, different strokes for different folks. Like you know, you, you like what you like. I can't get over the fan thing. It, that's haunting. I'll, I'll, haunting is a great word for it. I, I'll never forget it for the rest of my days. I just truly don't understand. Oh but then God. everyone's like, but the the last episode I just watched, it was cool. It was just the, the husband was a, uh, he was like the director of an architecture firm. Okay. And so he would like walk through the house and be like, oh cool yeah okay great so we'd like tear down this wall and then we combine like he like knew his shit and it was just really cool to see like a a guy who was rich without being a dickhead you know what i mean because mm-hmm. a lot of times it'll be like some asshole like like a lawyer or like some fucking just i don't know someone who's rich who's also an asshole and he's just like oh cool this is great like look at this you know original molding or whatever like just new that's shit. fun oh i could really, really get cool. i could get my hands dirty in here really get in like, there for, like for real exactly exactly and like every time you saw him no matter where he was or what day it was he always had like a pencil behind his ear like a drafting oh. pencil it was cool, man. And he was like sketching shit out, like on napkins, like at the, you know, like whatever the fuck. It was cool. That's great. I like him. Yeah. 
So every once in a while, I get a good couple, but then every once in a while, I'd be like, I hope this couple fucking dies in a fire. I hope that I hope his head gets cut off by his fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope he installs it too low. Doesn't know what he's doing. Um, have you watched House Hunters International? Yeah. What What's the difference? Um. Well, it's in Canada. <laughs> it's It's usually in Europe. Uh, okay. And a lot of times it is they're not buying they're renting because it's like, um, you know, like I just I just my job just transferred me to Amsterdam or like I'm going okay. to school in in London or whatever. OK, Um. so so Would a lot of times still. Yeah. Oh, OK. I see. Not always, but most of the time it's like Americans. OK. <clears throat> you know, I was thinking, um, you know, Iron Chef. Mm hmm. That's a Japanese show. That's why ours is called Iron Chef America. Yeah. So there's no Iron Chef Japan. It's just is Iron Chef. Sure. Nice, dudes. You know what I mean? Like, because normally it's like America's come up with the shit and then it'll always be like, like, America's got talent, Korea or you know, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They just... like, no, Japan got the fucking jump on us on that one. Iron Chef Prime. Iron Chef Prime. Oh man, you know it'd be sick. Maybe they've already done this. Each Iron Chef program has yes, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Has an internal competition to figure out the best of their Iron Chefs, and then they all go have like a FIFA tournament, basically, of Iron Chefs. Fuck. That'd be pretty and sick. Yeah, and like it could be like you know regional or whatever. So it'd be like Iron Chef America, Canada, Mexico, whatever the fuck, you know, like. So, and, and then, then we find the North American Iron Chef. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's, that's good. That's cool. They must have already done that, right? Because that's a cool idea. There's no way they haven't. Although, how many other places have Iron Chef? A fair amount. I know. A fair amount. I don't know. Because um, that's also on Hulu. And they did do something recently where, like, one of the Iron Chefs from, like, France or whatever came over and competed in. It's like, you know, Morimoto or something. And I was like, okay. That's fun. Yeah. It was pretty slick, man. Um. Are there other shows that are like that? Like, are there multiple survivors or is it just Survivor America? There's got to be. I mean, I, the office, like every country has their own office. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I guess everyone has an office, huh? That's yeah. Why they have, that's why I think, show. I think Canada has, Canada might have a, a Canada one and then also a, a like French, French one. one. Yeah. Man. Do you think one's better? Uh, yeah, I think if you if you only speak French, the French one's probably better. If you only speak English, the English one's probably better. You know, I think you're onto something with that one. Um, <laughs> or you know what the weirdest one would be? The Vatican. Oh wow! <laughs> what about what about just like the like the Office Texas? Just like. Super regional, <laughs> right? Yeah, like Alameda County. Uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, so you know how when they made Cloverfield, yes, he he was like, okay, I want to make this movie again, but just from someone else's perspective. Sure. What if they What if they did a bunch of regional The Offices? Uh huh. Uh, this is your Iron Chef thing, but the office. I'm okay with that. But so then, but they're all like 
part of the same company. So like on on the office there were different branches, but yes. what if what if there was like an extended universe? So it'd be like the office Scranton and then the office um Paris, Texas or whatever the fuck. I don't yeah. know what else is in the network. Did they have like a rival paper company? Um I mean they had other branch? branches. Okay. Yeah. They kind of did that for a second when um what's the main character's name? Peter. Peter, Peter Griffin. yeah. When Peter Griffin Peter, goes Peter Griffin. And he meets um Quagmire. Quag- <laughs> he meets Quagmire over at the the Cohog branch. Yeah. <laughs> What if they did that? What if they did a Family Guy crossover with The Office? That's the future of fucking entertainment, dude. That kind of shit. Just like it's it's The Simpsons meets The Jetsons. Like, didn't the The Simpsons did meet Family Guy? They have to have, right? Mm-hmm. That's perfect because they're both on the same network and everything. What about? Was there ever a crossover with like? the X-Files and like Law and Order. I think literally. Yes. I think who's that. Who's that fucking dude? Oh, Detective Munch or whatever. Mm. He's been in like everything. I think he was in the X-Files for real. What would be like the craziest two TV shows to cross over the implications, um, the implications for both shows. You know what though? No, I know it. We both know it. We've talked about it. Totally. Boy meets world and Sabrina, the teenage witch. Which did happen, and it is crazy. And so that means magic is canon in the Boy Meets World universe. That yeah, and they just don't. They just they refuse to explore it because they're cowards. What about what if Girl Meets World? Uh, she's classmates with Sabrina. New Sabrina. New Sabrina. The, yeah, the new Sabrina. Well, what would that mean for both Sabrinas? That leads to some interesting questions, right? Because are, are is this the same Sabrina? Are these different Sabrinas? Uh, you know, I don't know. One of them has a cat. They both have a cat. Fuck, you're right. Well, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what about like, what if like Seinfeld went to the Cheers bar? Wouldn't that be oh, fun? Wow. Because like, New York and Boston both exist. Is Cheers in Boston? Where the fuck is Cheers? Yeah, and technically Boston is not canon in the Seinfeld universe. Exactly. We never see it, so who knows? <laughs> It'd be nice to know for sure Boston is real in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what if they went on like a big like uh, road trip kind of thing? Where like Seinfeld went down to visit Norm at Cheers, and then Norm was like, hey, I got my buddy up in Seattle. Let's go visit Frasier. Well, and then they went down to San Francisco and visited Uncle Jesse. And then they went to Chicago and visited Urkel. And it's basically what I'm describing is the plot of um, Old Man Logan. Um, but for the TGF Friday universe or whatever. What sort of. Did Urkel ever interact with. Urkel hung out with. Urkel visited the Tanners for sure. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Was he ever on Boy Meets World? I don't know. That means that that f- weird science experiments that transform people into hot people right. is canon in Full House. You're right. Maybe that's how we got Uncle Jesse. <gasps> or what, that's not, he's not Uncle, I guess. He's just Jesse. He's um, Uncle. 
Is Joey Joey is oh, not an Joey. uncle. Okay. How the fuck is Uncle Jesse related to is he like the the brother of the dead wife? Yep. That's exactly it. That's so weird. Why is he living with his To help dead... out. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. It gets weirder when he gets married and his family lives in the attic. That's less normal. I well, think. hey, I guess that's what you call a full house. Smell you later, everybody. <laughs> 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 sit ubu sit good job <laughs> yeah do you remember the first time you heard the word dookie ooh no I do I specifically remember it wow I don't know <laughs> Huh. It, was, it would have been, I think, second grade. And it was this kid, Ricardo, said it. <laughs> what, do you remember what he said specifically? I think he said something like, like oh, this smells like dookie. <sighs> it's, <laughs> a good, like, it's a good word. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I can't remember like so many n- real things I should remember anymore. But I remember Ricardo saying the word dookie in second grade. Like... <laughs> thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net